0: Hey, and welcome to All Things Renovation with Brandy the Boss Lady
1: and Paul the Wood Magician.
0: We are a fun-loving couple who eat, breathe, and live all things renovation and we will be your hosts on this podcast. We created the podcast to help you take a confident role in your renovation dreams. In this series, you'll learn how to plan your renovation, know whether your project is a job for you or a contractor, how to hire and work with a contractor, and loads of pro tips on how to turn your renovation dreams into a reality. Let's jump in. This podcast is brought to you by WoodBeArt. Art. Whidbey Art is a renovation company providing you a renovation experience you will actually love. We specialize in turning anything our clients can dream up, pin up, or sketch up on a napkin into reality, making their houses feel more like home. Visit us at woodbeart.com to book your complimentary consultation today with Brandy the Boss Lady and Paul the Wood Magician. Hey, and welcome to episode six, the final one in our foundation series. So far, we've shared tips for project planning, deciding if your project is better handled by a professional team, and then finding and collaborating with them should that be the case. The Wood Magician is back with me today, and we're going to do the sweep up with some most asked questions and a few more pro tips and other things that we may not have touched on quite yet.
1: True and you know Brandy we introduced ourselves and our nicknames but not how we came to get them. How did we get our
0: nicknames? Well as most come about pretty honestly you are just so skilled and that wood map you made was freaking amazing. It's like you possess some kind of magic within to make wood transform through your imagination and bend it to your will hence the wood magician. And when I started the contracting side of our business, I didn't want a stuffy title like owner or president. I wanted to keep things light. And some of our crew were already calling me lady or boss on our sites. So I thought, you know, boss lady would be pretty fun to put on my business cards. Which brings to mind a top tip that we didn't share earlier. Getting through any renovation, you need to maintain your sense of humor. Stuff happens But renovation is not a life or death endeavor.
1: True. We're not saving lives here. We've worked with lots of clients over the years and been asked lots of questions, many of them similar from project to project. How much is this going to cost me? And of course, how long will it take? Of course, these two are contingent on the scale, scope, and level of finish your project has. That said, the average kitchen reno takes six to 16 weeks, bathrooms about four to eight weeks. Well, a whole house could take four to 12 months or even more. From a cost perspective, you do get what you pay for, and only a rich person can afford to pay for things multiple times. There is a triangle that often quoted with each side having good, fast, or cheap along it. You can only have two. Good and fast will cost more. Fast and cheap will be a poor quality result. Good and cheap will take lots of time to complete all three is like finding a unicorn pure fantasy
0: (laughs) yeah speaking of fantasy we often get questions around hey i saw this idea or this thing on hgtv and it only took this much time or it only took this much money and um the thing we always say to that is that you know first off hgtv or you know renovation shows on um, the tube and whatever way you, you consume them they're there first for entertainment it's, it's not based in reality. It's kind of like porn. There's some that's good and it's most that it's bad, and but all of it is really not real. Now, the shows are good for inspiration, but never show the true costs and the, and the true timelines. I mean, we could probably go on a major rant on this, but we'll save that for another time. But we would recommend two shows, wouldn't we, Paul? There's yeah. wh- one of them is Grand Designs, and then the classic, This Old House. So, Paul, why don't you jump in here and maybe... Tell our listeners why we like these two so much.
1: I think for me, they're they're pure pure reality. They're they're real. I think the classic, this old house, has been around, believe it or not, forty years now, um, which is incredible. A lot of people don't even know the show even exists, which I think is quite funny because everyone seems to know who Bob Villa is. Well, Bob Villa was the original host of This Old House thirty some odd years ago, and it's on PBS. A lot of people seem to forget about that, um, and it's. On, on and off, depending on how the uh, the cycle goes on the Thursday and Sunday mornings, <laughs> you, you'll get into it. Um, the thing I like about it is it'll start with a house. They do about three a year. They're usually old houses that they rebuild. Um, and they'll go from show to show and they'll last anywhere from six episodes up to 22, depending on the project scale. And you will learn a lot. Um, the only... Negative, I have on is they don't really tell you the cost sometimes. Um, so, we don't really know how much things yeah. cost. They do tend to be fairly elaborate, some of them, which is great to watch.
0: But I think, too, they also bring in um, a lot of innovations in yes. a whole bunch of different fields. A lot has to do with HVAC plumbing, yeah. um, wiring your house, the smart technology yeah. that's being brought a in. A lot these of stuff days. that
1: isn't pretty, but is important to the end yeah. result. Um, and also, they do really good work. It is stressed that it's, it's a good. One. Good work. quality work, it's yeah. It's really well yeah. done, and you do learn a lot. And my other show I really love, and I, my mom actually got me onto this show. It was on CBC at the moment, and it's called Grand Designs, and it's a British show. Uh, they actually also have an Australian version as well. And they're great. They're one episode long, and they start on a project. And it doesn't matter how long it takes to finish the project. Sometimes it takes two, three years, or even longer. And they will wait until that show is or, um, project is completed, and will make one show out of it
0: yeah it sort of shows the the progression and the yeah. ups and the downs and the the trials and tribulations and, and they the, do a lot of like heritage level stuff um well, that they have to get, go through all the planning and you know all these sorts of things but they also do a lot of stuff that's innovative as well right and they'll
1: do a lot of brand new homes and some are modern and uh, a lot of technology that we don't get out here uh the europeans seem to be way ahead of Yeah, like us those windows
0: area. sometimes that have like the yeah. Um, heated glass and whatnot that's yeah. amazing
1: um so that's a terrific show it's um narrated by an architect um very well done uh, typical british um and uh, not cheesy at all it's a great show and people have uh, recommended to or really do enjoy it and up in the moment it's not on but it is cbc just go in your uh your cable box there if you got one and uh just punch in grand designs and eventually it'll come back on cable box streaming you we can, gotta find the streaming you can watch well it's even hard on there yeah. you can watch on youtube but it's only at five ten minutes at a time it's yeah. hard to watch the whole episode okay so let's talk about site changes um you often hear this i don't like this can i change my mind the project's underway and well yes you can change things but it'll cost time and money that said, sometimes what you see in real life versus what's on the drawing is not what you thought, and changing it is the right thing to do. And so well worth well worth it.
0: Sometimes people ask us about, well, can I do some of the work myself? And generally for us, and after learning the hard way, because we have allowed people to do it in the past, generally we don't allow it. Most lay people or weekend warrior types really don't have the ability to complete whatever portion to completion and to a reasonable standard that you know we require to, um, stand behind the work that we do. I would say that, you know, if someone wanted to take on clearing away all the debris and cleaning and floor protection and all that kind of stuff, then, you know, that's fine. But, um, I'm not really interested in having someone go, oh, you know, I, I, I can do some wiring or I can do some plumbing. That's not going to happen for us anymore.
1: No, it ends up delaying the project or they just don't have the tools. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of which, um, sometimes I ask, do I get the materials or do you? Well, we normally we get the contractor rates on materials, fixtures, finishes, and appliances. And we'll provide some clients a list for our approved vendors to visit. That said, if they find a quality item or something on sale and love it, and assume the responsibility for getting it off site, then I'm open to them picking up on the spot. I should note that some big box stores have a similar items like faucets for example to one that our suppliers have for instance, but it's to a lower quality and I always advise that it's something that will be great really hard to swap out when it just fails. Spend a little bit more now and get the quality item.
0: Yeah. No, definitely. There's some plastic bits that are thrown in instead of metal bits and stuff, say a faucet, or it doesn't have the appropriate cartridges or all that kind of stuff. And then our plumbers have to basically monkey around with yeah. it in order for it to pass a, a roughened inspection. So yeah, we typically just ask people to get quality stuff so that we, we are not gonna have, we're not going to have... We're we're setting them up for success. We're not going to you know have something that's going to have them yeah. have to replace something in a handful of years from now, and then they're going to blame us because something failed.
1: Yeah. I mean, you can put something cheaper faucet in for a laundry sink or something but if it's your kitchen faucet or your bathroom yeah
0: something that's just, used all the not time it's
1: not an item to cheap out on or
0: in, in a shower your shower diverter and all that yeah, kind of stuff no, you don't want to start messing around start with that around yeah 100 so what doesn't your contractor do and what do they do is sometimes what you know we get different iterations of what this question is so you know we don't keep track of your dog your kids personal I- items being delivered by amazon you know, a general contractor wears many hats and oversees all aspects of a project and is responsible for providing the materials, the labor, equipment, and all other services needed for the project, like engineering or whatever happens to be needed for the for the job site to, to function. The GC will also hire subcontractors who are specialized in their field, like electricians, plumbers, um, and the like. And then they are responsible also for providing them with clear direction. And then we also do a Ton of scheduling so from just scheduling the different phases of the project to scheduling uh, ordering materials and making sure that everything is available when we need it now there's lots of balls in the air and the plates are spinning for sure uh, personally i love making all of these puzzle pieces fit together and i work really hard to create a renovation experience that our clients will actually love by proactively reaching out with information and answering questions before they're asked uh, you know, I almost feel bad if someone's asking me a question and I could have answered it, you know, the day before or what have you. I always try to be ahead of the game. And it's partly why I feel like these daily site visits that I do um, as the work is is going are, are really needed because pretty much every time I show up into a job site... I get a host of clarifying questions, either um, or confirmations or judgment calls about different things um, when the crew was there. And even though the information is most li- most likely in our site document binder, so someone just didn't look for it, um, or maybe there's questions from the homeowners to ease their anxiety. Um, you know, FaceTime never never is a bad thing. The other part of this is that you know, the day I don't show up is the people is the day that people go rogue on me. All of a sudden, they're making wacky decisions that i would never have sanctioned and uh, it's just a hassle so i tend to be fairly hands-on with our the management of our projects now as much as uh, a hassle as site problems can be i also like the the problem solving aspect of it too. Um, you know, maybe there's an existing structural element that's discovered that is in the worst possible place, or a transitioning or a finishing detail that really needs some finessing. Or maybe a client decides they want a horizontal niche instead of a vertical one in the bathroom and we have to do some reframing and maybe some wiring goes through there and we've got to sort of brainstorm how we're going to, you know, sort out whatever it is that's going on. You know, with our hands-on approach to managing the project, these things are caught up and discussed Sort of well before the point of no return, so I.E. we're not going to be blasting open walls after they've been finished to make these changes. It also feels like sometimes we end up acting as mediators and marriage counselors, and we're you know definitely drinking some coffee in the neighborhood and chatting with people, but it's all part of the gig. And talking about neighborhood, um, that brings to mind something I wanted to share as well is that um, you know it's it's advisable that if you're going to do big reno, or a small reno, any reno, really, that you talk to your neighbors and let them know what's happening so that they don't become alarmed at, you know, a whole bunch of different people and parking and whatever on the, on your street. You know, it's just good neighbor policy to let people know that there's going to be, be some more n- noise and some more disruption. And, you know, maybe they're going to have a little bit of a more difficult time finding parking during the day. Um, and I find this is especially uh, important if you live in a condo and you you really should connect with your neighbors to let them know because sound travels through condos much more so than in a freestanding house. So we usually write up a little letter and we slipped under all the doors on the floor above and the floor below, as well as your floor, um, and has my contact information on it. Your contact information on it. So if they have any questions or they have some concerns about what's going on, they do have a, a point of contact, and I think that just helps to alleviate any of the anxiety that some of your neighbors may have.
1: Yeah, and I think also um, remember to invite them in after the project. Is oh finished. yeah,
0: no, you gotta have them at the party. <laughs> people for sure. have
1: to deal with all that for months. Um, the least as you can do is at least show them so uh, they know what was going on and what it looks yeah, like. No, people always want to know what's going on.
0: Well, it also, you know, was good marketing for us. <laughs> well, true. <laughs> Invite them to the but- party. Uh, so moving on, I, I, you know, one of the other things that we find all the time with clients is that they just want us to validate their ideas or their decisions. So I thought this might be a good opportunity to um, give a few of our top things of what not to do. Da, da, da. I want to say, just say no to carpet. Say say no to carpet in the bathroom. Say no in the kitchen. Uh, that green carpet that's on the front stairs or on the on people's decks sometimes. Just just don't do it. Just just say no.
1: Yeah, it's got to go way back to see that. But yeah, <laughs> my parents, yeah, they both had kitchen carpet. It was terrible. Our house had kitchen carpet. It, it was, was awful. We moved in. It, was, it was nasty. All right. Um, well, of course, in my opinion anyways, but don't paint gorgeous wood trim. Um. I just, nothing kills me more than seeing a beautiful piece of wood paneling or a staircase and someone puts white paint all over oh, yeah. it well that's a crime it's a crime i mean if it's ugly fine go right ahead but personally just take it out save it and then put something new in. and nothing where i can't tell you how many houses i've been into and people ask me how can i get this paint off the paneling i'm like not easy
0: yeah it takes forever our house
1: included actually i just replaced all ours a brand new wood because it was impossible to get it off so yeah yeah um that's a sore point for me <laughs>
0: really tell me how you oh feel yeah about don't that. paint
1: exterior brick it doesn't look good and it's terrible for the brick especially clay brick it will it will deteriorate your brick in no time
0: it always you, seems to be peeling and you stuff can only too. you
1: can only paint concrete brick just to let you know
0: yeah and then um a la dirty dancing don't put baby in the corner and don't put your kitchen sink in the corner either oh awful that was a trend for a while and not a good that's thing. a definite no-no
1: personally i'm not a big fan of buying matching set of furniture from a big box store no uh, i think uh, just save your money and buy a nice piece at a time
0: yeah and then the other thing is that you don't want to buy it and get it delivered before you actually measure the doors that the piece is going to go through and especially any elevators that they have to go through um that's we've seen that happen Uh so many times where people buy stuff and they can not get it in the building classic
1: story i'm going to go back my uh way back i used to work in a shop in north van custom furniture made a beautiful four poster bed for a, a fellow in west van in his apartment and we got there and it wouldn't fit in the elevators even though we took most of it apart still wouldn't go in luckily though he was a rock climber and mountain biker and he actually got all his rock climbing gear out and we went to this side of the building and, oh, and threw a you, bunch uh, of ropes he actually up. hauled up his entire <laughs> bedroom suite on the outside five floors up um it was never there was never european f- style i don't think he's there anymore i don't even know how they got it out again maybe it's sold with the unit but yeah that, that was a funny true story <laughs> yeah.
0: um the other thing that i would say is is don't hire rel- relatives to renovate for you unless you want to cut them out of your will or you want to be cut out of theirs <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, they, uh, they don't seem to get the job done on time and they're not getting paid. Yeah. Um, I think another one is that never take the lowest bid to save money. Just go with your gut. If it's too low, you know it's going to cost you more in the end or they're never going to do the job
0: properly. Yeah. And I would also say don't go with the trend of the day. We, I kind of touched on this with the corner sink thing and with the carpet. But, you know, like hashtag Harvest Gold Appliances, like that is wrong. Or gonna, avocado.
1: Hey, it'll come back
0: no god don't no please don't um yeah don't don't just go with whatever trend is happening right now um like what is it right now all this brushed brass is in well
1: i think it's okay for a little bit but
0: but don't like yeah. vomit trend of the day all, all over your reno that's that's not a good idea
1: uh, i think also a decision by committee is the worst way to make a choice i think too many people will slow your decision making process uh inevitably because you'll never get to a
0: a consensus a
1: consensus i think in my opinion
0: especially with kids like oh um, yeah we've had a few people who are like oh our kids want this or our kids want that or whatever it's like okay you are the people who are paying for this reno so really your voice should be the strongest here but oh, uh, i don't know I, I just feel like decision by committee is just not i think a good it's, thing. Uh,
1: it's a two-person gig
0: yeah i'd also say uh don't make aspirational choices um if you're not a tidy person don't go for those glass fronted cabinet doors where they have all of the the flatware and the glasses and everything is so beautifully arranged and it's just it's it's like art um or go for those like lots of floating shelves with everything all stacked up nice and neatly yeah it looks beautiful but are you really going to maintain doing that or is it just going to be uh, a recipe for clutter and dust and you know half open containers and you know random bits of stuff in this in these cabinets i think you know you really just need to be aware of who you are and how you function and and don't try to mimic a, a magazine picture or what have you
1: yeah i agree uh, another thing on the side note personally i uh, don't drink wine while operating power tools uh, the dust will spoil it <laughs> and I'd also this is learned the hard way don't buy appliances for your wife's birthday or a christmas presents ah. never gonna get a good smile out of that one
0: except for me I love tools, so you can buy me them anytime. Well, yes, those tools, yeah.
1: You know, we've been so fortunate to have developed our dream company and do the thing we love to do with so many great clients over the years, haven't we?
0: Yeah. In fact, um, we work so closely with our clients that they'll often invite us for dinner after, say, a kitchen reno or to a house party, um, even after the one where they unveil everything to their neighbors. Um, And some have actually become part of our circle of friends, or at the very least, after working with us, they feel totally comfortable referring us onto their networks for any work that you know their friends or, or colleagues may need. Um, and I think part of that is just because I always leave a happy client. I will do whatever is needed to make sure that, that everything is good at the end of the job. Regardless of who you choose to use as your contractor, they should be willing to collaborate with you versus just getting the stuff done. A lot of contractors they just want to get in and out and get on to the next next job and they should not have an agenda other than doing good work and giving you valuable advice. Uh, They need to be of their word. So, you know, they need to do what they say they're going to do, show up when they're promised that they're going to show up, and they need to communicate effectively. Knowledge is power, and there is so much trust a homeowner places in their hands that the more they're kept in the loop, the fewer sleepless nights they'll have, the less, you know, texting and emailing at 10 o'clock at night that you'll receive from them, and they, they'll just feel that much more confident and, and trusting in, in the process and what you're doing. Um, they need to be transparent about the process and the financials, and they need to provide, you know, this goes without saying, uh, top level, at good quality work with good value Um, And they need to fix any mistakes that are made because, you know, stuff happens sometimes, you know, contractors are human too, and not everybody has their best day, but they should have the integrity to resolve that issue or that problem, even before you know about it, even if it came down to that. So I I really feel like, you know, having that level of integrity throughout the process um, is something that is key for any contractor to possess. And that's a wrap. Thanks for joining us as we wrap up the first series of all things renovation. We hope you can now take a confident role in your renovation needs, including how to plan your reno, if you should DIY it or hire a contractor, the anatomy of hiring a contractor, and collaborating with your contractor. Connect with us at wouldbeart.com to set up your complimentary consultation today.